46. Urban Gardening by Isabel Angelovsky of the Institute of Environmental Science and Technology of the Autonomous University of Barcelona. Urban gardening is a practice through which people grow plants and crops in cities. It is a term often used interchangeably with urban agriculture, although the latter is generally practiced at a large scale. What is known as allotment gardens were born in Germany in the 19th century to respond to food insecurity. During World War I, World War II, and the Great Depression, Liberty Gardens and Victory Gardens sprouted in the USA, Canada, Italy, under the name Orticelli di Guerra, and the UK, in which people grew produce and herbs to reduce pressures on food production and support war efforts. In the USA, many were cultivated by European immigrants, especially Italians. Today, more than 800 million people participate in urban agriculture throughout the world, even though in many cases, especially in the global north, the size of gardens is too small to produce, provide, produce every day for the gardeners and their families. Urban agriculture has reached much political visibility, the latest example of it being the media frenzy over Michelle Obama planting a garden with school children within the White House. The numerous benefits of gardening have been largely recognized. First, urban agriculture supports greenhouse gas emission targets by promoting local, low-impact and fresh food production to nearby customers. Gardening enhances the environmental quality of urban neighborhoods by mitigating stormwater runoff, filtering air and rainwater, mitigating urban heat island effects, serving as a sink for urban waste through decentralized composting, and helping to prevent soil erosion. Even if in some cases gardening is practiced in heavily contaminated soil and requires much technical support. As garden sprouts sprout in the city, they also provide greenery to neighborhoods that were formerly considered blighted, such as Haddington in, the, in West Philadelphia. In many instances, they thus help beautify places. However, neighborhood greening through urban gardening entails risk of gentrification and displacement, as newly attractive neighborhoods start being valued again by investors. In cities such as Delhi, New York, or Boston, urban gardens are indeed increasingly being managed by recently arrived higher-income residents, while the proportion of lower-income gardeners and gardeners of color has decreased. From a social standpoint, through gardening, relationships in the new neighborhood are strengthened and renewed, as gardeners actively engaged in garden cleanup, production, and maintenance. They enhance the connection between people and their neighborhood and provide a greater sense of community. Growers often build a collective project without appropriating spaces for private uses and enclosing it, share responsibilities, and imagine a different use than speculative use for the land. Gardens facilitate networking, promote interactions between groups, and promote local pride and citizens' participation. From a health standpoint, they provide relaxation, healing, and trauma recovery benefits, and also offer recreational and leisure opportunities for residents who might tend to remain isolated at home. Last, and maybe most importantly, 
Urban gardening addresses inequalities in food provision throughout the city by offering affordable sources of food for low-income residents and residents of color, who often tend to live in food deserts. For instance, in Los Angeles, the LA Regional Food Bank created a 14-acre farm, South Central Farms, in 1993, which brought fresh food to more than 354 Latino families until it was bulldozed by the city in 2006. In the Global South, urban gardening has always been woven into the urban landscape and been, and been increasingly supported by governments, NGOs, and farmer groups in places such as Arare, Nairobi, Rosario, Delhi, or Havana to support residents' income. The concept of metabolic rift, as advanced by Marx, is helpful in exploring the relationship between degrowth and urban gardening. Indeed, urban gardening contributes to addressing three dimensions of metabolic rift. The ecological rift, which is the rift in biophysical metabolic relationships, as humans are constantly in research of new spaces for ongoing accumulation, and the corresponding rescaling of production and search for technological fixes. The social rift, which is related to the commodification of land, labor, and food, best exemplified by the dispossession of rural populations from their land. And last, the individual rift, through which humans become alienated from nature and from the products of the labor. Rescaling these nutrient cycles, reducing dependence on petroleum-based food production, and recycling organic waste through planting nitrogen-fixing crops are at the center of the potential of urban gardening to mitigate the ecological rift. Urban gardening is a response to the social rift by cultivating underexploited land, limiting the expansion of agribusiness and pro uh, processes and packaged food items in poor neighborhoods and beyond, and ensuring small-scale small scale or substance, subsistence production, while indirectly allowing ongoing accumulation at a more macro level, so that the market does not fully control the soil and the people. Here, urban gardening as alternative food movement can contribute to reclaiming resources formerly seen as commons from the enclosure of capitalist forces, in ways that make food available and affordable to everybody. Last, gardening in cities addresses the individual rift by reconnecting people with their metabolism and processes of food production and consumption. Urban gardening and degrowth have a close relation. Often, activists have engaged in urban gardening, such as residents of Canmasdeu in Barcelona, or leaders of urban cultures in Quebec, aiming to demonstrate the value of small-scale, non-commercial, low-impact farming where food is grown in ways that benefit local residents and engage them in food production. They are community initiatives embodying a transition towards a low-carbon economy and an alternative to corporate agrochemical intensive agriculture focused on returns. Urban gardening is often a non-capitalist practice. Through urban gardening, the distance between food production and consumption decreases. Urban gardening fosters face-to-face -face relationships between producers and consumers and might lead to what some call civic agriculture, 
the reconnection between farm, food, and community. People are more aware and interested in the origin and the quality of their food, and in ensuring that farmers have control over the means and process of production. Such interest is exemplified by the growing demand for farmers' markets and food cooperatives.